You know what sucks? Shopping for trucker's insurance. You know what sucks more? Not having it. You want to know how to fix that? Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need without breaking the bank. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner-operators. Whether local, short-haul, or long-haul, Rev Insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability damages and cargo to workers' compensation and surety bonds, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's R-E-V-I-N-S. U-R-A-N-C-E dot com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance knows truckers because they only work with truckers. Hey drivers, are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two-year-old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors, fully loaded with APU and fridge. Plus, the company is owned by their own product. That's right. They deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. And tell them Talk CDL sent you. Please. Thank you. Raccoons and hearts. All right. Enough of the sock talk. Where are you at? Talk to me. I like my socks. Okay. So I'm a sock girl. Here we are in the studio. Yep. In the Talk CDL studio. It's our studio. All right. And loving life. We're not really loving life, just loving our, our trucker brothers and sisters out there. And we're in, we don't usually tell people the dates and stuff like that. We are what, mid-January right now in the, in the studio. And we are fixing to call. We're near the end of January. We're one week from the end. So we're fixing to call a dry... Uh, fixing. 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 Uh, I, I moved to set to the south. <laughs> Years ago, I'm fixing. Uh, and I'm, I'm doing, a fixing I'm, too. I'm doing a lot of fixing. You're fixing. But we're fixing to call. I'm fixing. I'm fixing yes, to call. Indeed, I'm a fixing. Oh, you know what's funny? Hmm. When I lived in the north, if you said fixing or wrecking, I would think you were a nutbag. Mm-hmm. You know, but that was the attitude. You know, mm-hmm. when you're a northerner, you're all cocky. Mm-hmm. So, to all my northern friends up there, I'm fixing to. Well, when I lived in the south, I lived in Texas for mm-hmm. like six years. And then when I moved back to Pennsylvania, right. everybody that knew me made in front of my language because I still I had my northern slang still with the U's. Then I picked up the southern slang of fixin'. And then when I moved back up north, my A's were all long. I had that southern twang with a little bit of northern. But then when I moved up there, like Kelly... She would tease me consistently. She said she'd always be able to tell where I was in school or in a store because she would hear me totally trash talking the Southern language because yeah. that's what it pretty much was. And, and, you know, personally, I noticed the Southerners, they make fun of my Northern accent. Mm-hmm. You ghouls. You yeah. know, so, so I guess everybody kind of has fun with it. So we're fixing to call a guy. Mm-hmm. that's been writing to us since like November of 18 mm-hmm. and we're here we are in 2020 mm-hmm. 
And uh, his name we're was a little slow. Yeah, we're, <laughs> in fact, we had a guy not recently complain because we didn't get to his interview in time. It's like, listen, guy, you've only been trying to get on Talk CDL for a couple months. This guy's been two years almost. Hey, I still have some that I'm, I'm still working on. But I think a lot of people forget that this isn't our job. It is. This is our life. Trucking. But no, no, no. We get paid to do something else. Okay. Like life. Okay. So... Anyways, uh, bottom line is um, we're fixing to call a California guy, and maybe he'll have a different accent. Who knows? But he's been writing to us for almost like a year and a half, and uh, he's actually a director and TV writer. And he wrote to us. He was turning 60 at the time and asked us what we thought of him becoming a trucker Mm because he was coming to the end of his Hollywood career, and we said, go for it. So I don't know if he ever went and got a CDL, and you're shaking your head no, so maybe not, um, or not, but it's going to be an interesting conversation. Hopefully, hopefully it won't be boring. That's one of the rules of thumb here. If you come on Talk CDL, you cannot be boring. No boring people. And if you're boring, just make friend of Troy. <gasps> Let's call him. All right. His name is Tom. 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 Tom the director. The director guy. I'll let you greet him. Damn. The mic's up a little high. You think? That thing was loud. Hello, this is Tom. Hey, Tom. It's Ruth Ann. How are you? Hey, Ruth Ann. I'm good. Yeah. Nice to talk to you. That's great. What's well, finally nice to talk to you, too. I got Troy here. Can you? He's just playing with, oh, the, he's playing with the mic adjustments. <laughs> hey, Tom. How are you doing today? Hey, Troy. Thanks for calling. Absolutely, brother. You, you, uh, we were just talking about you, so your ears are probably ringing. We were just saying it, we've been writing back and forth for about a year and a half. I think November of 18, we just looked, was the first time you wrote to us. Yeah. Well, I've been listening to you for a few years. I, I really love your podcast, and I'm on the road a lot, so I listen to it when I'm driving. Obviously, I'm on the road a lot, and uh, it, it uh, yeah, I love it. So I remember the first time you wrote to us, you asked us about a man that's about to retire <laughs> from one business and possibly become a trucker. And so have you actually got the CDL, or are you still... No, no, no. I think I wrote you since then. I mean, I, I had been listening to you since I wrote that and paying more attention about what it's like to be a truck driver, and I realized... It's it's too hard for me. I don't think I'm. It, it's a lot harder, I think, than the average person would think. And uh, I I think I first wrote you. I hadn't worked in a while. It's a very television. It's a very ageist business. A lot of businesses might be, but uh, work is getting harder. And I was thinking, how are my wife and I are going to retire or support ourselves? And that was something I've always had an interest in. I've always been fascinated by truck driving because I guess I like road trips and driving, which might be a naive way of approaching it. But um, when I started hearing, just paying more attention, it is really hard to be a truck driver. Um, It sounds glamorous and fun seeing the country from way high up and stuff, but eventually uh, you have to get off the freeway and maybe park it or go through traffic. I mean, much less every time I pass a uh, a scale, they're lined up, it seems like, forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, so... It's kind of like the movie I, business. It's all glamorous until you get involved in it. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Serious. I mean, if you think about it, you know, you got too many, you got a lot of different areas of the TV and movie business as far as production and actors and that's a good comparison all that though. different stuff you got so many different people that are involved in it and the same with trucking you got your dispatches your drivers you've got safety you got so many different people that are involved in both yeah. aspects of employment so if you think about it Ruthann, like what you're saying there is People see the end result of the mm -hmm. of the movie business, uh, and it looks great. You know, we applaud yeah. the actors, but they don't realize the. I mean, what kind of studying has to go in just to remember all those lines and getting oh, it right? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be crazy. Yeah, I could never be an actor. You have to. Yeah, I mean, I write and direct mainly, and I've done it for forty years, and I love a lot of it. The you know the creative part of it, but there's so much. The, the business itself is just ridiculous. Um, what, what, but what, trucking, my, my thought about trucking is the glamour. I don't mean, you know, like showbiz glamour. I mean, like just being in different places, I guess it's always appealed to me. Well, that's what I was getting at. Just like in the movies, all the work it takes to produce that movie. Most people, they just picture a trucker, you know, being in, in <laughs> at the beach one day and in the yeah, mountains and yeah. these beautiful sceneries, <laughs> they don't realize the hours and hours and hours uh, of, of nightly running and the danger and everything and the amount of yes. time. In fact, Ruth Ann has a little thing she wants to read here and just a little bit about what a trucker wrote that has gone viral, what truckers sacrifice. But what they don't realize is they see the truck, the beautiful trucks. Maybe they're getting out and, and they're at a truck stop and it looks like they're having fun. But you know, that's yeah. like 10 minutes of the day. The rest of the day, it's hard work. I know, I know. My and my wife talked me out of it too. She says you don't want it. You can't do that. She doesn't want me away from home that much. And uh, it, I think she. And we we were we went on a Christmas. Just got back from a, a like a month long road trip to St. Louis for Christmas. And on the way we passed. It was on Highway 40 outside of Shamrock, Texas, I think. And we had passed a scene of a huge truck collision like we were there probably maybe a minute after it happened although well maybe a little a bit longer but the traffic wasn't backed up there was already an ambulance there but one trucker we found out later from the news had fallen asleep and crossed the median hit another truck head on and it was so horrendous we were it uh thinking about that the entire rest of the trip i mean it was just the scariest saddest thing that was a, an accident i'm sure a pure accident and, and Tom, you're right that those scenes, I mean, even I drove for many years, but whenever I'd come upon an accident where you see a rig upside down up in person and you realize yeah. the power and the, the force it took to flip an 80,000 pound rig over a lot of danger, a lot of violence goes into, yeah. into a yeah. tractor trailer accident. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's the, uh, the amount of hours, again, going back to the amount of hours a tractor trailer driver spends on the road just increases him increases his odds even more that someday he's going to be in something hopefully not something so destructive but yeah you know i don't i meet truck drivers all the time that they go a million two million miles without an accident you know but the majority of them have had something happen in their mm -hmm. in their driving you yeah. know life rethink go ahead no it's true i mean to have them go completely accident free it's it's very rare. The, the, it's a very it's that kind of driver is a few commodity that would have no accidents in his career. You have them. Yeah. It's just 
you know, we've talked to one gentleman that had his whole career, I think it was like 40 years, not one even a backup, no no preventables, no, nothing. But it's so rare to have a driver that has that. He's got to have, a, he's got to have, besides, besides extreme amount of caution and blessings, he also has to have a little bit of luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we already know, especially in winter driving, that, you know, even though a truck driver is required in certain states, I don't know if you know this, Tom, or not, but in certain states, we're required to carry chains. It's a law. You can't, if you get caught yeah. without them, even in your truck, you, you can get a fine. And so a truck driver puts these chains on and then you have a four wheeler comes along that doesn't yeah. have the chains on. He slides into the trucker and now he's in an accident. Yeah. That's another thing. When I was, we would go over mountain passes and I'd have to put chains on, but it wasn't that big a deal on a car. But when I see the truck drivers pulled over, putting them on, it's like, oh my goodness. It's a lot of work. <laughs> big job it's a lot bigger than most people think Mm -hmm. it's true truck driving is a lot it's it's a there's a lot that's involved in it that you have to do you it's 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 a it's a whole change in your lifestyle to be able to do this as a job it's not like your normal nine to five job that you can do and you get in you go to your car you drive to wherever you're going to be you do your eight hours and yay i sold a car or i did this or i did that and then you get back home it's a 24 7 job when you are a truck driver because even though you might have your downtime in the bunk you're still responsible for that tractor you're still responsible for that freight yeah. you're really not off the clock you get you're giving them free time of yours then because one thing that Troy and I have always said that is if you're sitting there in the bunk and you're sleeping and you get hit by a truck that's backing in your time that you have now that you're supposed to be doing your break has just been interrupted and you're now back on the clock. That stresses me out just hearing you, you know, describe that situation. (laughs) And Ruth, Tom, I got to tell you, Ruth Ann stresses me out too all the time. I, I, I really it's love Ruth. Job. I think she's. I I I love you too as a as a uh, partnership doing this show. But I really appreciate Ruth Ruthann's point of view. Uh, um, yeah, can I ask you? I do have some questions. Go ahead. Let's you. hear them. Let's hear them. So, well, first of all, one that I just thought of: Why did both of you? But you both drove trucks. So why did you? Do you drive anymore, or why did you stop? I mean, it's... I got out the truck because I started raising our children full time. I was pregnant with our one daughter and I said, no more in the truck. I'm going to stay home with her. And then, okay. and then the reason I got out of the truck is because of that same daughter. Every time I'd come home, she looked like a child I didn't recognize. And she was yeah. a daddy's girl. That's just really the truth. I'm glad she, you she's, asked She's it. a daddy's girl. And our three, we have many children, um, but the three oldest ones he was over the road and I was with him during their, most of their, not most of their upbringing, but some of their upbringing. I was on the road with him for two years and said, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to stay at home, take care of the kids. And plus you had the, I want to get out of the truck look on your face. It wasn't, it wasn't that look. Oh, okay. It was, it was, it was not that look, but it was, I, I did get off the truck to, I know your looks better than you do. It's What's true. this one? Uh, you want to kick my ass? Okay, that was pretty close. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the reason why I got out the truck is basically to become a full-time mommy again. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, it's very important. So yep. good for you. And you still are kind of in the trucking business. 
Correct. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's great. Okay. So, so what else um, you got for us? I okay, so I, I have a list of questions I'd love to get to see what you your answers would be. Okay. You know, I mean, granted, these are coming from a non-trucker, and they, some of them might be kind of stupid or naive, but... I'm liking the interview, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interviewed by the interviewee. God, let's hear it. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, um... So, okay, so my first question, which is, do truckers really know the best places to eat? Well, of course. I mean, if you, I mean, it really actually makes sense that a truck driver would know the best places to eat because of the amount of road time we have. And obviously through the CB and, you know, people telling you, in fact, you know, that's some of the best places you can find are by word of mouth. And that's usually... Um, how I found many good places to eat. I mean, I would think that I would, th- I would say yes. The answer is yes. Mike. What do you okay. think? Do you have an answer for that? Or are you, I think the, um, now in today's day and age, no, but I think back when in, in the eighties, Ruthann's way of thinking, wait, the, it opposite. Is my, well, you know, the opposite of, Troy. well, here's the thing today's tr- and, and today's driving in most of your areas, you in your truck stops now, the diners are not there as much anymore. You've got the Pizza Huts and the right. Popeyes and stuff that are in the truck in in the the truck stops. Your Country Pride and your um, the buffet place, all those things that that are in the truck stops that used to be nice diners are not as big now, which is kind of good because they were the all you can eats and that kind of helped expand the driver's waistbands back then but the diners the mom and pop diners that used to be out more in the 80s and 90s that were the good places to eat that the drivers didn't know of which we went to many of them those are not open as much now so yeah that's my opinion okay yeah i love diners and i used i've had great meals at truck stops but you're right now there's a lot of you go into a truck stop and it's like a subway or something Mm -hmm. and that's not good okay so, next question. Um, I had a CB when I, my favorite Christmas gift was a CB when I was in high school. And I got, I just got a new one like last year. But when I try it, there's so few. Is it still uh, Channel 19, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like so few, you just don't hear any chatter whatsoever. And I was wondering, is that, I appreciate you promoting use of uh, CB radio, but is that, uh, got gone? No, it's not gone. And in certain areas, you're probably going to have more or less use. I got a lot of friends that still use the CB and, you know, talk a lot. But I will okay. tell you, I, we have a lot of friends that are, you know, involved in bigger trucking companies. And recently I spoke to a uh, fairly large company, maybe 500 trucks. And he said, Troy, you wouldn't believe Half of these guys don't even own CBs. It's the younger ones. And and a lot of them, you know, I've heard a lot of drivers say, well, I don't like the language. I don't like this. But, um, you know, I think think what it really is going to take, Tom, is more people promoting it. And I'll tell you, one of the... One of the things they should be looking at is the amount of pileups that we've seen in the last so many years. If you look at, I think it was April of 15... Cheyenne, Wyoming. I couldn't tell you how many it was, but we videoed, we did a video on that pileup. And there were some people that we timed it. 
they would slide into the pile. And sometimes they'd be a minute apart. Do you know how many miles you can travel in a minute on a highway? These guys weren't yeah. even, they didn't have their CB on. One mile a minute. Yeah. It was horrible. And there was guys, if you looked at the interviews and stuff, there was drivers that were saying, we were yelling on the CB. Guys, there's a pile up ahead. You need to yeah. back out of it. Guess what? They, they didn't have their CBs on. Yeah. So I, th I think, and I'll tell you what's hurt the CB is the cell phone. And the ability yeah. to be talking to people for free. Back in the day when I was a driver, you had to put coins in a slot and all this other stuff. So the CB was really like your best friend. Well, now they've got more music. They've got a lot of them are, unfortunately, searching on the Internet when they shouldn't be doing that. And so they're therefore not paying attention to that CB. So, yeah, I think it has gotten a lot dangerous in that respect. I, I, but I'm going to keep advocating for the CB to come back. Yeah, it seems like just for the sake of finding out about traffic and accidents ahead, it would be worth it. Yeah, from uh, from my perspective. Um, so, what are like maybe from your experience or from what you hear? What are truckers' biggest pet peeve about driving a truck? Things they hate about it. Oh, I mean, things they hate about driving a truck. Um, or, or like, like four instance, wheelers. Is it, is it like people like obviously probably bad car drivers or whatever? Yeah. Cutting them off is probably a big one, but like, is it the lack of being at home or is it just the hours? No, I, I no, I don't think I it's think, the hours or the lack. I, th I, I think it's, it, I think it's more FMCSA trying to control all their, taking away their ability to run the truck like they would want to run it. Yeah. The, one of the, and I think Ruth Ann hit a big one there. One of the biggest pet peeves right now is we're losing as truck drivers, we're losing control of our own life. Like uh -huh. they introduced the ELD, which is the electronic logging devices. And a lot of the devices, you know, you, if you log in at eight o'clock in the morning, you have 14 hours to complete an 11 hour day. You got to take a 30 minute break and it, the clock really doesn't stop. And so now you're racing your own clock. Back in the day when we did paper logs, we could split, and they're actually trying to bring that back, but just more regulations and more. You know, the state you live in, California, is yeah. is, is a huge, they're, they're huge on introducing new laws, and a lot of them really hurt the truck drivers. Um, as far as other pet peeves, you hit the nail on the head when you said four-wheelers. And I was going to actually yeah. ask you, do you have the driving etiquette that truckers like? Because, you know, one of the things we try to teach four-wheeler drivers is how to, how to, interact with truckers on the road and there's a lot just being honest if you look at the statistics Ruth Ann, what is it like 75 or 80 percent of all four-wheeler slash semi-truck accidents are actually caused by the car driver because of you know something they did like you said cut off a trucker or right truck in a truck or even just getting behind the trucker and tailgating them too quick thinking that's the safest place that's not the safest place. Um, you have no vision. You can't see in front of that truck, so you can run up their butt. Well, and if 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 one of those tires blow, they'll go right through a windshield mm -hmm. and take your head off. It's true. I mean, and then a lot of times a, a four wheeler will pass a truck driver and then just get right in front of them. And yes, I've seen that. It scares me. Yeah, I can't believe we do that. So I mean, yeah, we have a lot of pet peeves, but I don't think the hours and the being away from. If you're a true trucker, being away from home is is your life. It really, yeah. it is. Uh, the, tr the the real truck drivers that are OTR guys, that's what they live for, to be out there like yeah. a cowboy. As far as okay. the hours, well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, like, I'm aware of blind spots okay. uh, to be careful, you know, when you're 
So when when a car is passing a truck, let's say, mm-hmm. is it better for them to go really slow passing them, or just like to get, you know, pass them and get up ahead of them, so not cutting them off? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's better for you to get past the truck because. The slower you go, you could be actually sitting in their blind spot for a longer right. period of time. So if you just get right past them and get up ahead of them, they you're not sitting in it. They can you have a better chance of being seen just moving just moving past them. Sitting in okay. that passing lane, you're you're you could be sitting right in their blind spot for seconds that are really important and then when they go to get over, they never see you because you just sat in that blind spot. Tom, have you? Did you hear our the one episode we did on on the word semi-acophobia? No. Yeah, there's it's an actual term, and it's there's drivers that have the fear of tractor trailers, especially passing. It's actually called uh, semi-acophobia. Be- okay. Well, uh, I believe that totally. Um, so another thing about passing, this is. I've seen this over and over again on, on long road trips, not near the city, but like if they're on a, on a uh, highway, there couldn't be very little traffic, whatever, but maybe there's like several uh, 18-wheelers driving kind of in, in a line, mm-hmm. and I'll see one of the trucks maybe trying to pass another truck. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed this many times where the truck that passing or attempting to pass is going so slow that it could take like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's usually the swift and, driver. And that, and that, that <laughs> actually annoys all truckers too. Truckers get annoyed with those guys also. Not oh, the swift drivers. I have no drivers, idea but... why that was happening. Well, what happens... I don't know if that's a rule or... No, it's called speed regulators. Yeah, it's, well, most it's... of them are regulated usually at 60. Unfortunately... You, you, a lot of trucking companies are regulated at 65 miles it's an hour. Okay. Yeah, they're, okay, they're exactly. So the, interesting, right? So a lot of them don't really have the muscle to actually pass each other. And if you're on like a hilly road where one's got a little more weight than the other, he can catch the, the guy that's like, um, lighter or the hilly, the heavier guy, he's catching up to the lighter guy. And then when they come to a hill, that's when he slows down, not intentionally. And now they're running even. And then when they get over the hill, he can catch back up. And that, like right. you said, that could go on for many miles and it's annoying to everybody. It's annoying well, to I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say that why can't the truck that's being passed blow up a little to help the guy pass him or maybe that defeats the purpose? I don't know. I think it's called pride a lot of times. I mean, we've, we've had that argument with many drivers, and many drivers say the same thing you're saying. It's like, Dude, have a little common courtesy. You see this guy, he's trying to get around you. But, I mean, you got to think about this, too. There's the, that poor guy that's in the slow lane that has the guy trying to pass him. He's trying to get down the road, too. So if he right. slows down yeah. for everybody now, he's got extra time just slowing down for people. But, yeah, yeah, there is a thing called common courtesy, and we should all use it. Okay. Well, that that's interesting. Now I know. Um, so... Okay, so now I have some questions that I've always been curious about. I've never even really been in a truck. Um, do truckers, I guess as teams, if, a, if there's a team, one can be sleeping in the back, and they, just, they can, like, drive 24 hours, right? Correct. So do you, is there, like, a bathroom on board also? Most trucks, no. Um, but they, they have they do have porta-potties, but most truckers that want to keep going, unfortunately, um, fill up what we call trucker bombs. It's like your Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> but yeah. 
Other than that, not really. There's not usually a bathroom, but they, you know, they'll pull in for you know rest area for some. Okay. Um, are truckers allowed? Uh, are like drive alongs allowed, or is that against the law? Rider pro. Like yeah, a civilian, like a non-trucker, just to go on a truck. That's company policy. It depends on the company, and normally you have to have uh, a rider pass you know, an authorization pass from the company to be in that truck. But yeah, you can, if you know somebody that would like to take you, they, they absolutely can get you on. I have a question about truck stop. And this goes back to maybe when I was young, hear, hearing stories. But, or maybe it's from the Smoking the Bandit movies, I don't know. <laughs> are, <laughs> yeah, but that's... are lot lizards, is that a real thing? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. And they are, they are prostitutes of the parking lot. Is about a good way to okay. explain it. They're working, well, ladies, Ruth. Hurt. And stop picking on those poor women. <laughs> <laughs> they got a job to do. Dang it. So is that like lounge lizards, or is that a completely different thing? Because we ate at a restaurant in Tucumcari that had it was called the Powwow Restaurant and the Lizard Lounge, and I knew that it was named after lounge lizards, which I'm not even sure what a lounge lizard is. That's someone that just hangs out in a bar. Okay, so that's different than mm-hmm. a lot lizard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, lot lizards are respected working women. <laughs> they are respected. Good job. Yeah. A career. By, by, by the, that guy named John. <laughs> yeah. And the other John. <laughs> right? That's how they're respected. All the Johns. <laughs> All right. Um, I only have a couple more. That's all right, man. Take your time. You know what? I'm actually love, enjoying this. Well, good. I would love to hear, well, first of all, on your podcast, I know you've done some, uh, about the, but, but hero stories, like, you know, when truckers, cause sometimes in movies, truckers, they use truckers make like the movie D- duel, the Spielberg movie. And there's been some horror movies where they use this anonymous truckers, like a scary mm-hmm. villain. But I would love to hear stories about when they're heroes, when they really do come to the aid of someone. You have that every week. You'll have a truck driver that will pull over and right. help someone out on the side of the road. They're called Highway Angels. Night and Knights of the Highway also. Mm-hmm. They have the, they have actually awards that they give out. Yep. When yeah. there's, an, oh, okay. and they happen all the time, It's it would be um, drivers that would see either... Um, an accident that just happened, they'll they'll pull over and help whoever's in there. They might see um, just someone sitting on the side of the road, and they're like, they they notice when they went past them that the person might have been slumped over, and they would pull over, and here they might have saved that person's life because you know they might have been having a heart attack or something. It happens all the time. They're called highway angels. Good. Well, I'm glad there's a term for it. I, mm-hmm. I would love to hear more stories. Yeah. Well, you can uh, also Google Google Highway Angels, and okay. you'll start you'll start pulling up different articles where they'll even announce what they did. I mean, it's very interesting, um, the different ones. But like I said, it's almost almost every week you'll see one. And we don't mind talking about the good drivers, also. Mm-hmm. But on our Facebook page, we've we've uh, had some drivers ask us, "How come you guys don't put more videos or?" pictures of truck drivers that are doing good and it um, and we do try that every now and then but for some reason the the exposure and the reach dies like it they don't get shared it's just it's almost like the news news. yeah Yeah. they'd rather the bad news over the good news we were um a couple years ago my wife and i were going up to uh 
to visit her in the in-laws in Washington. And we were taking a different route. We always, we always try and take different routes. We we're going up through, um, oh, dang, Tonopah, Nevada. But it was actually, we were driving through along Area 51, <laughs> Area 51 to cut through to Tonopah. But it was, <laughs> there was a blizzard. And which the snow had stopped, but they, they said, you still, we think it's passable. And I didn't have chains at the time. I think I had them in the car, but they weren't on, but I just thought we'll just follow. Anyway, we got somewhere stuck in the middle of some road, I guess, but we couldn't see anything but snow. We were like stranded. We were stuck, put the chains on. They broke. There was nothing for like, and it was getting starting to get dark and we were scared like I had no idea no cell service and suddenly after about an hour of trying to get out of there a truck comes and it's coming and it's we start waving like we're on a deserted island like help help <laughs> and it and as, as it was getting close to us it picked up speed and we we're like no help and it went around us and I could see the truck drive we were like why didn't he help and I but he had like two hands I remember his look on his face like if I stop I'm we're all stuck. Like he was, he didn't even take his hands off to wave alcohol help. He just kept going. Mm -hmm. And I realized later that he, yeah, he couldn't, there's no way he could help us. Maybe he could have called for help when he got, but there was nothing around there. And I always, that's when a CB would have helped. How'd you get out of that area? Um, well, you know, luckily about, an hour after that, a truck, like a big pickup truck, was coming in the opposite direction. And they stopped, and by sure uh, luck, the guy who was driving it, his he had just retired. His name was Mike. He was picking up his daughter from the Reno airport. And his job that he had just retired was for the Nevada Department of Transportation, basically digging people out of the snow. Cool. And he got us out, and I sent him, like, I bought him dinner later. Um, he was the nicest guy, and it was just by sure luck. Well, that was cool. At least you yeah. had someone that had experience. It was great, yeah. Uh, so what are your, both, both of you, what was your best memory of being a truck driver? Hmm. I mean, to me, my best memories were just being out there. I just loved, I loved being out there the whole time. That's, you know, the, yeah. the only, the only thing for me was, you know, when my daughter was born, you know, that's when she out trumped me being gone. But yeah, sure. as far as like, if you got specific moments, you know, I mean, I've, you know, some of the sites you see as a truck driver, like I used to go by the Twin Towers all the time, you know, when I was an East Coast driver and you kind of take advantage of that driving through Manhattan. And I know some truck drivers like are deathly afraid and hate New York City, but some of my best memories were going through Brooklyn or going through Manhattan and uh, being at the Waldorf Astorium. You know, it's a very high end hotel that some of the, uh, most of the presidents have stayed at. Yeah. And, you know, I'm picking up a load of furniture and they're giving me meals that would probably cost, you know, $500 a plate. And because I'm the guy there, they're just giving me everything free. So little fun things like that. I've walked down That's by cool. Rockefeller or um, uh, Radio City. Um, and where what is that? Rockefeller Center where they do the ice skating right there. And, right, Rockefeller Center, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just little cool things like that. You know, I was uh, stranded on a beach one time. Uh, when I was, well, not stranded, but I was laid over and I bobtailed my truck onto the beach in Corpus Christi for a day and sat in and, and uh, 
tanned by the ocean, you know, little things like that. But, you know, that's probably some of my better. And, of course, when Ruth Ann was with me, that was my best, <laughs> my bestest memories, babe. What about you, honey? What's yours? Getting a box of chocolate from Blommers. <laughs> yeah, Ruth Ann, for some reason, I don't know if they felt sorry for her <laughs> or they just knew she needed things. So wherever we would go, like we were at this place called Blummer's. It's a fine chocolate maker out uh, yeah. south of Allentown. And the guy gave her like, I don't even know how many they were. And this was back when uh, it was like six bucks 20 years ago for one candy bar. And that's that's like paying probably 30 bucks yeah. today. So I mean, I have other ones, but I mean, that was like, that's that's a standout is getting the chocolate. I mean, there was one that wanted to give us ice cream, but, you know, I, I couldn't eat all of it. <laughs> hey, do, you remember that time, do you remember that time we were hauling? We were hauling for that pig farmer mm-hmm. and he said, go down to Briars mm-hmm. and pick up a load. Of ice cream, we're getting a whole load for free. I'm like, what? Briars ice cream? Mm-hmm. And so they, what they do is they test when Briars tests their ice cream. If if one skid, okay, that has all the same skew number, if they break it and one one gallon gets taken out of it, they have to get rid of the entire skid, which is an entire pallet of ice cream. We picked yeah. up 24 skids of different assorted ice creams because they were just running tests. It's like some testing they did. They take out one gallon and then they, they had to throw away a whole tractor trailer load of fresh ice cream. And that was Ruth nice. Ann and I filled up our freezer. <laughs> we, we bought a freezer for our food to one. Yeah, oh, that's we, great. And then another time we were in New Jersey and, that, and we were at a, at a shop, right? It's called Wakefern. It's like this gigantic... Um, distribution center in Jersey, and they gave us, like, how many bins of live lobsters? I'm going to swear to you, this is true. They, they gave us, like, bins of live lobsters. I'm like, why are you getting rid of this? He says, well, the shelf life is going away. I'm like, damn, they're still alive. We, we literally ripped tails off lobsters and froze. I couldn't tell you how many tails. We, we, had, a, we had a quick freeze, yeah. We had, a, just... we had a freezer full of lobster tails mm-hmm. that we got given to us. It was that was a cool memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's real cool. Yeah. And then oh. the one memory Troy didn't mention that was supposedly one of his favorites, he keeps mentioning about his daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the day Ruth Ann told me that we were going to have Hunter. That's our daughter, by the way, Hunter Nicole. And uh, I was literally the first time I was ever, I was bobtailed. I didn't have my trailer. That's what a bobtail is, by the way. Um, and I was standing. When you're, wait a minute, what's a bobtail? Is when you. When you're not hooked to your tractor or your trailer, oh, rather, which is just, okay. just the tractor. It's called a bobtail. I was in my bobtail, literally, and I was out. I was the only one standing. It was in the middle of January, I think, when you told me, or February, something like that. I was standing right at Niagara Falls, at the, at the right at the thing. I was able to t- take my bobtail right up to the first parking spot and got out, walked right up. Nobody was around. I was standing right over Niagara Falls, and there was a payphone right there. I called her, and she told me that we were going to have a baby. That was an awesome memory. That's great. Great story. So there you have it. Well, man. yeah, the, it's the memories are the most valuable I've learned. Yeah, that's what... Uh, the experiences and the memories more than uh, anything else so that's great i really appreciate hearing all of your your stuff um and i'm even though i think i'm not up to being a truck driver i will always be on the road well tom as we let you go here in a minute let me give you some advice and and i give everybody that doesn't have a, a cdl this advice like you said when you're passing a trucker get by him make sure he sees you you know, okay. when you're behind a truck driver, make sure your high beams ain't on. It would, you would not believe those, they're called West Coast mirrors that, it, yeah. that that we use as truckers. 
And if you're behind a tractor trailer driver and your high beams are on, you would not believe what it looks like. It looks like the sun is coming in. You're inside that tractor trailer. You blind them. Um, never get in front of a tractor trailer driver and brake ever. Um, right. Even if you're even if you're mad at them, uh, some guys will get mad because maybe a trucker didn't even intentionally cut them off, and they'll they'll get in front of them and they know they can brake check them and mess them up. Well, there's many videos of the guy brake checking too hard and getting rear-ended and punted down the road by the big truck. So very dangerous game to mess with. You never win against a tractor-trailer. So right. just my advice, you know, uh, you know, if you see a trucker broke down on the side of the road, if, if, you, if you can't pull over to help him because you don't want to endanger yourself, pick up the phone and call his company. Say, hey, just want to let you know you got a, a truck on the side of the road or, you know, call 911 for them. Other than that, you know... Um, if you see one broke down in the summer, stop and give them a bottle of spring water because that's definitely not uh, good advice. Yeah. So, Ruthann, did you want to read that little thing or not? I can. If you yeah. Want. I mean, you know, Ruthann has this little article. It's just like one paragraph. A, tru- okay. a trucker wrote this. Um, what the tr- what truckers sacrifice, and so where'd you get that Ruthann from? CDL Life. CDL Life. Mm-hmm. The average OTR driver is asked to stay out 14 days for two days off at home. With a couple weeks paid vacation added on this number, a driver is expected to be out 311 days a year, approximately 24 hours a day, in that truck working for a few hours, maybe spent a customer or in a truck stop. In 10 years, this trucker will spend 74,640 hours at his or her job in the truck. Some spend less and some spend more. A 40-hour week Employee spends 200 or I'm sorry, 2,080 hours on the job annually. In 10 years, the trucker has spent 35 years equivalent of working time away from home. Living in one of the most heavily regulated industries in our country and most recently listed the most deadly job in North America. Thanks to our hardworking truckers whose sacrifice may makes everyone's standard of living better. Yeah. And if you have it, a truck brought it. it exactly. A lot of people do not realize that, but it's 100% true. Yeah, it's a very big job. Very, I admire truck drivers. I don't envy them, though. It's, it's too hard for me at this point in my life, but I appreciate it. It, 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 is, it is. It's a very hard job. It's not only hard physically, but it's hard as a mental job yeah. also. You know, it's, it, it's, it's not just how strong you are physically. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a mental job also because, you know, you're away and you have a lot of other stuff that you've got to, con- you know, you got to constantly be paying attention to the road. Some people don't have that kind of uh, attention spam. Well, and I, yeah. I tell everybody, look, it's a lifestyle, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, from the time you get that CDL and you leave your home thinking you're a trucker. Did you know, Tom, that. Three out of four drivers get the CDL and never drive after six months. No. It's that it's that bad. And that's most how of, many wash out. Absolutely. That's how many wash out. That's a good way to put it, washing out. And it's because you wake up one day, a one day away from your house going, wow, my kids ain't here. My life is gone. My favorite hoagie shop, I can't visit that tomorrow. You know, everything <laughs> that you're used to doing, your whole routine is gone. Yeah. Unless you've had the dream of being a trucker. Most guys will not make it. It's just the way it is. You got to want it. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I, that's when, when I mentor people who want to get in the show business, I basically 
well, one of the things I tell them is you had better be know that you're going to be happier failing in show business than being successful in something you don't like because it's not easy and it's it's a lot harder than people think and it's probably the same in trucking it's just it's you gotta it's your life and you have to love it mm-hmm. awesome man tom this is a better interview than i thought it would be not that i thought it would be bad i just <laughs> <laughs> you know we just well, didn't know i didn't we didn't really have a subject and uh it, you kind of did more of the work yeah you did the work for us you know? <laughs> well, you. The, the interview is for me i know i turned the tables on you but it answered a lot of questions i was curious about so thank you i yeah. wish more people would do that yeah i like that i, I like this yeah i don't have to think then i know gosh it was nice. if you guys are out there wanting to call in to talk cdl why don't you call in to interview us yeah <laughs> we'll still record it we'll still yeah. do it yeah, absolutely <laughs> Well, I was nervous about doing it, but I'm glad I did. I really been. It's an honor to talk to you both, and I'll keep listening. No, thank you. Oh yeah, anytime you want to, you know, come back on, Tom. You're more than welcome to. Absolutely, you were a fun guest. Okay. Well, thank you. We're gonna wrap it up, Ruth. Ann, do you have anything else? No. Okay. No, I just I enjoyed it. There was I, I, there was something um, Tom did write. Oh yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, <laughs> Tom. We can't let you get away yet. Tom had wrote a song. That's on YouTube. Tom? Yes. I have not heard the song. Have you heard that? No. I, I could play it. Does Tom, do you sing it, Tom? Or no, no, you, no. Wait a minute. Well, I don't know which one. You're, there's a few, actually, that Melanie, I've done. Melanie Chartoff. Oh, Melanie Chartoff on the, on the TV show song? Fridays, which, which was my first uh, job in TV, yeah. It's a trucker that song? a long time ago. Yeah. It was a, I wrote a, a parody of like a trucker, uh, songs for truckers. I, I want I would love a you get me a trucker song and I'll put a video to it. Well, there's there he's got it right here. Oh really? So it's an actual trucker song. Well, What's, I wrote it. Yeah, I had to join ASCAP and all that. Uh, Tom, I'm not. I didn't, I'm not asking you f- to sing it, but give me some like no, some of the I verses. I, uh, well, first of all, it was it was Melanie Chartoff who was one of the, the cast members, the star of the show. She and having her do anything with truckers was basically the opposite of what you would expect from her. So that was kind of the joke if you knew the show. But so I wrote a trucker story because I was the fifth of June headed Tampa way and a smoky flagged me down. Um, I said, out of my way, I got the hammer running and we don't mess around, something like that. It was like a, it was like one of those conv- uh, convoy songs yeah. that was popular in the 70s. So I just kind of did my own words. And Should I play it? That was it. Oh. But when I played her, oh, so you're going to play it? She's going to hit it. Let's see. Oh, okay. Go ahead, hit it. Hey, Tom, first, before you do it, can can I have permission to download it and put a video to it and put it on Talk CDL? Oh, I don't have, I don't own it. So. Oh, it's not yours. Okay, never mind. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you could anything on YouTube. You know. No. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's fair game or not. It's I not. Don't own. Oh, it's big rights thing on YouTube, but that's cool. Well, I think you could do it. Like I, like I didn't own it, but I put it on YouTube. But I don't get uh, royalties. Yeah, I, not that there's enough. There's hardly anyone watches any of the things I put up. But um, if it, well. Yeah, I don't even actually. I did that song, but I don't own the show, so I think it's owned by the TV show. But if you own the song, we can have it. Yeah, but if you own the song, I, I would just need permission from somebody to download <laughs> well, the song. So you know, I can't. If you I can, can check give it you permission out. to use the song. I just don't own what was broadcast. Okay, I mean, you know, and, and if you want to, maybe you can just find out if it's okay for us to download. Yeah. We wouldn't monetize it. I'm sure it's okay. Look, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm guessing it's okay. 
because I put it on YouTube and I didn't get in trouble. Well, you put it on YouTube as them. I would be downloading it and then putting it to a video according to the actual words, and then it would be credited to to you and them. But I, you know, if you don't monetize it, I don't see what the issue is. But in my non-legal experience, okay, (laughs) play that song. Let's hear it. Chartal doing the music she knows best. Trucker music. Hey, it was the 5th of June, headed Tampa Way, when old Smokey flagged me down. I said, out of my way, we got a convoy running, and we don't mess around. So I dropped her. We once called her that chick on that Friday's news thing, but today she's known as Big Rig Mel, singing all the cult trucker classics. Going all the way. Fill her up, please. Put the hammer down on the workbench. The CBGBs, the next time warn me before you slam on the brakes. And who could forget Everett Trucker's favorite song? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it close. Mail sings for truckers, and you'll receive this dandy record carrying case. It's a great and convenient way to safely store your precious record. Remember, you must place your order before midnight next month. You know, when when I hear that, I'm thinking that maybe the genre of trucker songs was the predecessor to rap music. <laughs> yeah. So was that was that the actual song, or was that like a little skit? It was like a little skit. But it was a commercial parody and a trucker song I wrote for it. So I wrote the commercial parody as a sketch on the show, and I had to write a trucker song for her to sing. Okay. Cool. And she sang like, it was like... Well, yeah, she had no idea what trucker music was. Like, she never heard, she never seen Smoking the Bandit, she never heard Convoy, any of those, right, back in the 70s, I think they were popular. Mm-hmm. So I, when I wrote the sketch for her, I had to take her out. I took her to my car and put a cassette in of, I had like a cassette of trucker songs. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is what a trucker song sounds like. <laughs> so just kind of imitate it. And that was what she did. That's cute. She didn't do bad. Yeah, it was cute the way yeah, it sounded. No, she, she did great. Well, I want to say thank you, Tom, mm-hmm. for being on the show with us. Yes, it only took a year and a half. <laughs> Well, <laughs> thanks for having me on. It was a, it was a joy. Well, you, you can anytime email or message us again, and we will definitely like to hook back up at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will. Thank you. I appreciate In fact, it. We, Ruth Ann's wanting to fly out there. I want to do the train that goes to from do the Washington one. down the Pacific coast. She wants to do a Pacific train ride. Uh yeah, up the coast. Yeah, and that would be that would be good. Oh, cool. I've never done it, but I would love to also. I heard it's really great. You go from you start in Washington and you go all the way down the Pacific coast. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've looked it up. I that's on my bucket list. Cool. Do we have a bucket list right there? Not yet. I, yeah. I might want to start getting <laughs> one together now. Well, <laughs> start one. Alrighty. Well, we appreciate it. You have yourself a great okay. night and. You know what I was I was thinking earlier? Oh my gosh! What? I, I was, it was like in my mind. I'm like, does, have you ever met the Schmo family? Neither have I. I've never met a Schmo, but I've heard of Joe Schmo all my life. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. And so it just blows my mind. So, anyways, hmm. let's wrap it up. Tom, man, thank you, brother. We're glad you came. Thank you. 
Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. Peace. Bye.